0: welcome to the hard Truths podcast i'm your host brett and today i'm recording my first ever podcast episode of this one i've tried other ones but they failed so i guess i'm doing it solo i don't know how it'll work out but you know i have to i'm going to talk about myself this stuff is bouncing around in my head all day anyways i gotta let it out somehow so i guess i gotta do it now and I'm a little stuffed up today, so my nose is a little stuffy, so that's why my voice sounds weird. But I had, I had to do it. I've been waiting too long after the after the football games on Sunday. Taking my reactions. I've had my knee-jerk reactions. I've thought about stuff. And usually my opinions on these things kind of change after I think about them for a little bit. I think... Like, right after I watch a game, maybe I'm thinking, oh, that's a stupid decision. That's a smart decision. And once I think about it, I may do a complete 180. Maybe I look, looked at something wrong or misunderstood something. But after a few days of thinking about the two games, the championship games that took place on Sunday, I thought about them, obviously, the past two days, and I my opinions on them haven't changed much during the games. So let's start with, I'm going to start with the Packers and Bucks game. My take on this game is that the Packers threw the game. I now, I think it was obvious. There's no, after I thought about it, I had this take watching the game. When I was watching the game, I was texting people like the Packers are throwing this game and that's still my belief just looking at what transpired during the game there's there's no other explanation as to why the packers did what they did obviously in the first half the bucks took a took a shit on the packers it was a blowout i think it was what 28 to 10 at the end of the first half or something like that and in the first half, Aaron Rodgers, he held the ball so long. It was so on Aaron Rodgers, like he held the ball too long. He was taking sacks. He was forcing balls. It just wasn't, it just wasn't normal. My t- I was when I was watching the game, it just looked weird to me, like it wasn't normal, you know. And I know Tom Brady, we'll get into this later, but I know Tom Brady gets like all lucky and stuff. And Tom Brady played an excellent first half and I thought the Packers were going to win the game, but I was just watching the game. I was like, this is weird because Aaron rodgers he's holding on to the ball. He's, he's not, he made he made one play. There was one play near the end of the first half where he was rolling right. And he was about to go, it looked like he was about to go out of bounds or throw the ball away or something, but he threw like a, threw a, 20-yard pass on the line on to the sideline. It's a great play, but in the first half, that was it. That was it. You know, there was nothing. There was. You can't. I. I don't. Can't remember one Aaron Rodgers moment from the first half. Really, all game for that matter. Aaron Rodgers play from the whole game, and like that was and say that was an incredible play. Like, look at Aaron Rodgers, man. So I think they threw the game. Obviously the coaching staff is the one that threw it. You can't tell the players go out there and lose the game on purpose. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna give that in just a second, but I think he also threw the game because you've never seen any I've never seen anything like it. So the play calling by Matt LaFleur, obviously the field goal at the end of the game was inexcusable. There's no other reason why you would you would you would kick the field goal there. If you're down by 8, you still have to you still have to score a touchdown. You have you need a touchdown and a stop either way, no matter what you do. Even if you kick the field goal, if you don't kick the field goal there, even if you kick the field goal and you miss the field goal, you still have to have the same things happen for you to win the game, or even just to not go to overtime. Even if you miss the field goal, the field goal does absolutely nothing for you there. And I don't understand it. And this is a theme throughout the entire NFL. I the incompetent. I say it every every week. I say it every week. The in it blows my mind the incompetent play calling and the inconsistent play calling of these NFL coaches week after week is it boggles my mind it blows my mind I don't understand how like what I don't understand what they're thinking it's like they've never it it just like it's like they've never played. It's like they've never coached a football game before. Like I know they may be good, you know, you may be good like X's and O's guys. You can draw up a play and get a guy open or whatever. But that doesn't matter. It does matter, but that doesn't really matter if you're if you don't if you're not consistent with your strategy and with how aggressive you are. Because if you're aggressive one play, one drive, one half whatever, but you're not aggressive the other half, then you just ruined... you. One, you ruined your team's confidence because you're inconsistent, and now if I was a player and my coach says, we're going for it here in the first half, but we're not going for it in the second half, I would be like, yo, what are we doing? Are we trying to win the game or are we trying to not lose the game? You know? So, that's my rant on the coaches. Um, and obviously, I talked about Aaron Rodgers throwing the game. He held the ball way too long in the first half. Very un-Aaron Rodgers-like. And in the red zone, especially in the last drive, we all saw it. He had a two walk-in touchdowns to, tie, to score the touchdown to potentially tie the game with a two-point conversion. But he did he forced the ball to Devontae Adams wherever in the end zone and you know i i underst i don't I don't understand it i I try to bargain with myself and think maybe oh maybe he didn't actually believe he was gonna get in there gonna get in the end zone and he liked his he liked his shot he liked his chances at two shots at the end zone from the seven or whatever, than one shot at the end zone from, you know, the three-yard line or whatever, if he didn't think he was going to be in, going to be able to run into the end zone, but that just doesn't make sense, because there's no way, because you're in the chain. there's no way, first off, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going to think, oh, I can't, Like, you see the camera angle, there's no one, there's no one to his side of the hash mark. Like, you can, that's a walk-in touchdown. You've never seen it. It just doesn't make any sense. That's why I think he threw the game. And he said that, he said, after the game, he said that he thought that he had four downs. Like I said, that also doesn't make any sense. Because if you have four downs, wouldn't you want to run the ball and get closer and get a little bit closer if you don't even think you're going to be in the end zone? Because you have another chance. But to kick the field goal, it didn't matter. And I guess Matt LaFleur trusts his defense a little too much. But the funny thing about this game was that even after the field goal, even after he didn't onside kick it, even after he kicked it to the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. They made the Packers made the stop. But the third down or whatever, the controversial holding or pass interference, obviously it was a pass interference. He grabbed one through, It was obvious. But, like I said, my point with the coaches is that it was inconsistent. Earlier in the game, there was two blatant missed holding or pass interference calls on the Buccaneers. One of them being on the interception that Rodgers threw in the first half that resulted in the Buccaneers getting the ball at the end of the first half when they threw the touchdown to Scotty Miller. Which was the dagger. We all knew they were going to lose the game. Or it was going to be really tough to win the game. After that Scotty Miller touchdown. At to the end of half. And. Packers got hosed. They got hosed. Even after. They. Lost the game on purpose. They. they even. This is the testament to Tom Brady. Even after the Packers lost the game on purpose and said we do not want to win the game multiple times throughout the game the two most notable two most notable is the field goal at the end instead of going for it and just the lack of the lack of um the lack of any hustle at the near the end of the game on the drive they were letting the play clock go down they weren't they weren't going no huddle. It was weird. Like I said, it was the whole game was weird, right? But even those things, they still found a way to get hosed because Tom Brady threw three interceptions in one half. Like I said, he was great the first half. I, would, I don't say great. He was pretty good the first half. But in the second half, he was totally incompetent. And like I said, incompetent is a word that I, like to dis- that I like to use when discussing the NFL because the NFL is full of incompetence. The play calling, officiating, quarterbacking at, point, at, some, at times. Three interceptions, two of which were awful. One was a bad throw, which could have been caught, but it was tipped. It wasn't a bad interception. The other two were awful. They were awful. Two of them, I don't think the two bad ones were consecutive, but he threw one to Mike Evans. That was an errant throw that was tipped and picked off. And then the next possession, it was the interception where he was getting pressured. And as everyone knows, Tom Brady, he, what's the word I'm looking for? He just self-destructs when anyone comes past the line of scrimmage on defense. And he just threw it up in the air. Like, it was ridiculous. He just threw it up in the air for no reason. And it got picked off. Because he just threw a jump ball that went right to the defender. And it was picked off. So, it was three interceptions... I gotta get some water. I got a sore throat. But those three interceptions, you try to throw the game, whatever. Uh, that's my rant on the game, on the Packers game. Um, obviously I'm a Chiefs fan, so that I want, I wanted the Packers to win because I wanted, I wanted to see Rodgers, and Mahomes, and I. I think the Packers were would be more fun to watch, but also as a Chiefs fan, I think we have a better chance at beating the Buccaneers than the Packers in the Super Bowl. So it's whatever. But go if you put a gun to my head and say, it said if you put a gun to my head and asked me did the Packers lose the game on purpose, I would say yes. They lost the game on purpose, and I think it was obvious. Now, there's also another game which was not a very good game in terms of competitiveness, but it was a pretty fun game. Um, The Chiefs, man, they're too good. Someone made a comment that I haven't really thought about, and he said that the chiefs are getting are becoming more and more like an nba team you saw the whole regular season the whole the only knock on the chiefs was they're not winning by enough points which is ridiculous like you say that about alabama when they're playing cupcakes earlier in the schedule you don't say that about NFL teams, you know, playing teams like the Falcons, who just went to the Super Bowl just a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? You know, so the Chiefs, I mean, they're too good. The whole regular season, it just seems like they didn't care, they weren't trying. And the pl- then the playoffs come around, they blow out the Browns. Then Mahomes goes, then Mahomes goes down. Chad Henney saves it the day. But when Mahomes went out, they were up 19. I think they were up 19 points. It wasn't even the fourth quarter yet, I don't think. I don't know. They were up 19 points against the Browns. They're, they would have blown them out. They blew out the Bills. It wasn't close. And I've said, oh, here's my big... I've been on the fire, Andy. I've, I've kind of... Ironically, been on the fire Andy Reid train. It's kind of a bit, but I've said over and over again that the only thing that can stop this Chiefs team is Andy Reid's refusal to run the ball with his running backs. We saw this again on Sunday against the Bills. Chiefs threw up 19 points again, something like that. In the fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, Chiefs are up three possessions. Instead of running the ball, he keeps throwing the ball. Now, we did score touchdowns, but we gave the Bills time. And when you're when you when you're Patrick Mahomes, when you have I should say when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team. When you're up three possessions. When you spent a first round pick, which I disagree with, I love Clyde, but I disagree with the pick. Still, when you had when you invested a first round pick in your running back just this prior draft, and you still don't run the ball, it that it, I it blows my mind, like I said. The theme of the NFL season and the coaches' is the incompetence. Andy Reid showed his incompetent and inconsistent play calling again in the fourth quarter against the Bills. Now, I know everyone oh, it's Mahomes. Why would you run the ball? Would you have Mahomes score touchdowns? I know, I know. I know. They did score touchdowns. But you have to keep Mahomes. You can't get Mahomes hit at all. You can't. And... One of the runs was an option play. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mahomes was injured, got injured on the option last week. And now he's back and you run the option again when you're up three scores. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I don't know what he's doing. If they ran the ball, the Bills got it to 16 points. Maybe it was 14. I can't remember. They got it to 14 points, like four minutes left. And the whole time I'm, I'm watching the game, I'm thinking, this game should be over if the Chiefs just ran the ball. Because even if you get it, because even if the Bills, even if you give it back to the Bills without scoring, you still run the clock off. And even if you give it to them without without scoring, and the Bills come back and score quick, you're still up by touchdown and you, while you ran the clock off, and you still have Patrick Mahomes, so you're still gonna score. So you don't need point, you don't need to run the score up when you're already up two or three possessions, middle in the fourth quarter, when you can run the ball. Because guess what? Your offense can score any time. They're not gonna crumble under the pressure of having to clinch the playoff game That that's stupid that's stupid 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 they almost got i'm not gonna say they almost got my homes hurt but this pisses me off every week run the ball Injuries refusal to run the ball with his running backs is the only thing that can stop the chiefs that's my takeaway from this game that's one of my two takeaways my other one is Tyreek Hill is amazing. The my favorite play of Hills from last Sunday's game against the Bills was when he caught the pass and there was one guy. It was him and one guy, like on the sideline, like five yards away from the sideline. And then one guy standing right in front of him. And he just ran right past him. Like he just ran right past him. It was incredible. That was the play when he stepped out. When he stepped out of bounds and he lost like 15 yards or whatever, because he stepped out, but it was so amazing, like 20 yard run. It was incredible. One of the most incredible athletes I've ever seen in my life. It's wild, 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 wild. Uh, Had him on my fantasy team. He carried me to Tyreek Hill, carried me to the championship game in my fantasy league. So salute Tyreek to that. For that. And another uh, NFL news. Um, that shows some big news other than the playoffs that are actually taking place. The, G- the Ravens GM, I don't know who it is. Don't really care what his name is. He said he's going to begin contract extension talks with Lamar within the next week or so. And as a Chiefs fan... Give Lamar all the money. Give him all your money. I want him there every year. I want him. To, I just want them to just mat. Just don't even mat. Give him more money than Patrick Mahomes. They said he wants him there. They said they want Lamar there on the Ravens for many, many years to come. I would love that because Lamar has shown over and over that he's not a competent thrower. He can't throw it. People like to say he's a running back. Whatever, whatever. And as much as I hate, as much as I, you know, try to discredit Lamar, whatever, by saying he's a running back, whatever, he doesn't get much help. He doesn't have, they skill players on his offense, besides Marquise Brown, which he's shown he can't throw the ball to, but he doesn't have another receiver. And the, same G, the GM said they're not looking for a number one receiver. I think that's ludicrous but at the same time give Lamar all the money give him all your money keep him there for all the years i would love it love it and uh team some quarterbacks are leaving their teams not like Lamar staying on the ravens but we have Watson and Stafford trying to leave their teams. Um, A couple of months ago, before the news came out that Stafford and the Lions were actually, like, officially trying to part ways or whatever, I came up with a trade idea that I thought was pretty pretty genius. I said, the Lions should trade Stafford to the Dolphins. The trade should have been Lions get Tua. The Dolphins first round pick. I think that was seven. And or no, Lions get Tua, the third overall pick, and like a second, like a fourth round pick or something. And then the the Dolphins get Stafford and the seventh overall pick in this year's draft. I thought that was genius. In my opinion, Stafford is elite. I have Rodgers and Mahomes in the first tier of quarterbacks. And then in the second tier, I think it's Stafford and Deshaun Watson. I think Matt Stafford makes the Dolphins an immediate contender to the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, they have to beat the Chiefs. They'd have to go through Kansas City. And I don't know if they can do that. But then again, no teams can do that. But I'm just going to say contender. I'm just going to say Matthew Stafford makes a line, makes the Dolphins a contender. So, I hope that happens. I want to see Matt Stafford in the place where he can succeed in a competent organization. The Lions are not that. And Deshaun Watson. Like I said, I want... Lamar Jackson to stay with the Ravens. I want Deshaun Watson out of the AFC because I think Deshaun Watson is the only quarterback in the AFC right now, besides Justin Herbert, that is even close is even close to giving Patrick Mahomes a game. There's no other team that has a quarterback like Watson in the AFC that can compete with the Chiefs. But Watson's obviously that. Um, I hope they trade him to the NFC. I think they will. I don't think they'll trade him in conference. Uh, He said he wants to go. Watson's apparently said he wants to go to the Jets. The Jets obviously have the assets to get him. But if you're Watson, I don't. The only move there is Texas to New York. Houston to New York. And I guess if he wants to go to New York, that's cool. But the Jets also don't know what the hell they're doing. So I don't really understand that. Maybe the 49ers I want to see. I would also like to see Stafford on the 49ers too. Or the Colts. Personally, I want to see Carson Wentz on the Colts. They'd be reunited with Frank Reich. But I doubt that happens. The Eagles won't get rid of Wentz so uh i guess that's that's what i'm talking about I don't know how long this was i don't know i didn't do much prep for it i just woke up and said i gotta do something so i did this um so i hope you guys enjoyed it um this was the first ever episode of the Hard Truth Sports podcast. That's probably a bad name for it, but whatever. Anyways, um, subscribe if you're on iTunes. Follow me from Spotify. Subscribe if you can do that on Spotify. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify, but do that if you can. Anyways, share this with all your buddies and. Uh, peace out Stop.